This is episode 25 of Eat, Play, Sex. Here's a hot highlight for what's to come. The ways that we release things is, of course, sweating, sex, hello, exercise, yoga. Those are great ways. Movement, of course, that's one of them. Movement, breath, sex would be part of it, too, releasing in different parts of our body. This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with your Queens of Climax, Dr. Cat and Di. The place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Side effects of this podcast may include more lovemaking, hormone harmony, spontaneous sex, exceptional orgasms, less sugar cravings, and more sex cravings. In rare cases, listeners experience a strong desire to try new sexual positions and lube with organic edibles. If you experience moods happier than usual, contact your Facebook friends immediately. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm sex expert Dr. Kat Meyer. And I'm nutritionist Diane Kayser. Yeah! This week I am so stoked to, it's just you and I. Just you and I, Diane. Just the two of us. But it's not just a normal week. It is Kat's birthday. Ah! <laughs> I'm turning 19 and I'm so excited. <laughs> Wait. Oh, 21. I'm 21. We anymore anyway. Because we talk about sex, I'm 21. <laughs> Wait, whoops. Oops. And that's my birthday on Sunday, and I have my anniversary of my 39th year of birth, and it's the <gasps> one year before I have my 40-year... Oh, whatever. Anyway, let's talk about our Baby, show. you look so good for 39 <laughs> years around the sun. Ooh. Thanks, Kat. Must be all the sex talk, right? Must be. Must be the oxytocin. It's all the oxytocin. It's all the sexy hormones in our body. I'm like mm-hmm. super excited because it's also about the self-love that we have for ourselves. And oh, that's yeah. exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Self-love, boundaries, how to be a badass boundaries bitch, mm-hmm. how to be sensual, the difference mm-hmm. between sensuality and sexuality. Ugh, girl. Today's important. Today's huge. Today is a life change. It's a game changer. Lovers, you are the reason that we do this show. We have so much fun doing it, but obviously this is your show. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in and spreading the word and leaving reviews and trying some of our sexy suggestions that we recommend on the blog. We've been getting the most amazing, delicious feedback on the products that we actually use ourselves. Because it's our absolute goal to get you to eat, play, and sex way better. So you can improve your sex life, which Avi improves every aspect of your amazing life. Avi every. Avi all day. (laughs) If you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to our show, connect with us, and grab our sexy guests to boost your confidence, vitality, and sex life. And... We are giving one free Yumi pleasure toy every month to a lucky listener. And I use mine pretty much daily. I use mine during sex this weekend. Oh, amazing. I was going to say, I still have not. No, I have. Never mind. I was going to say, I haven't (laughs) used it with my partner. That's a lie. (laughs) We can't even tell a lie. I can't even tell a lie. (laughs) All you have to do is share this episode and hashtag eat, play, sex on your favorite social media platform. Check out our website, eatplaysex.com, for official context rules. Hmm. 
Are you ready for some uh, cat unicorn metabolic mocha coffee, not coffee talk? Wait, how come I have to be only a cat? Why can't I be only? a cat? Can I be a catacorn? You got, I was just going to say catacorn. Or a unicat. Girl, this is the thing. And I think that's what this whole show is about. You can be and have the life. You can do whatever you want. Hmm. It's your it's your canvas. And you you're can a painter. Cat? I am a painter. Yes. Yeah. I'm a catacorn painter. Catacorn you can painter. You can create the life that you want. It's amazing to think that we tell ourselves that we can't have a certain relationship or a certain lifestyle or a certain job. Like, who says? Yeah. Sacrifice? Okay. Let's 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 start with the reason why these topics are today's topics is self-love, becoming a boundary badass, and knowing the difference between sensuality and, and sexuality. For those of you who tuned in or maybe you didn't tune into our last episode, we were talking all about autoimmune disease and celiac sensitivities, and it was a really badass episode. Diane, afterward, she and I got on a call and we were talking about it, and I could feel, so Diane's like so incredibly passionate and badass at this nutrition world, and it's something that's that's... I'm still learning about and I'm so like passionate about the sex world and and we're realizing that our our niches are becoming more and more focused and and filled with our passion that that we had a conversation about well what does this look like moving forward because uh, I'm like yeah sex sex lives and sex pleasure and she's like yeah body <laughs> and nutrition and all the things and eat food and and, <laughs> and we're realizing you know how can we support each other in in our highest excitements and so that we don't have to inhibit ourselves and be in our fullest potential mm-hmm and so we were talking about, well, what does this look like with our podcast? And, and we've, and we've decided to, that it's going to evolve into a different direction. So, oh. it doesn't have oh. to be sad. No, and it's not. And that's the whole point of this is that when you feel, when you're in this moment of, okay, something isn't resonating and resonance is a sign, it's something that starts in the gut. And your gut starts going, something something doesn't feel right. And it's there for a reason. And so many of us suppress it. We're like, ah, eh, well, you know, whatever. Maybe it's something I ate. It's like, well, maybe it's something that you're not that you're not addressing. Maybe it's an emotional gut feeling and it's not a food feeling. And it's not just something that taking it over the counter is going to to, to numb. And so it's like really checking in with yourself. That's one of the things we're gonna talk about today is the concepts of self-love is awareness. And we both sort of had that gut feeling and it wasn't like, yeah, well, you know, we need to break up because you're the one that's not doing this. <laughs> that isn't you really suck, good. Diane. I yeah. can't stand you. Yeah. Not, not at all. It wasn't, it's not any of that. It's like, why does we, we tend to live in a society where people have to be like, there has to be a bad guy. There has to be a bad girl. Well, you know, he made me feel this way and you made me. And it's like when, to give someone that much power that other people can make us feel something is the opposite of self-love and empowerment and boundaries. And so today we're going to talk all about that, you know, how, and we're going to sprinkle into it um, with some gluten-free crumbs, how Kat and I talk to each other about what, where we go from here, because partings don't have to be negative. They don't have to be nasty. There doesn't have to be a bad girl or a bad guy. They just, it just, it's open communication 
it's lots of love and compassion and it's realizing that no one's done anything wrong and it's not taking it personally. So it's yeah. never personal. It's never personal. Never, never personal. It's always, what are we making that person mean about ourselves? And it's, everything is a reflection. And if we build someone up to be this person that's supposed to make us, you're supposed to make me feel happy. You're supposed to validate me and you're supposed, well, then that's still more power outside of ourself. And so today we're going to, I think we should start with boundaries. Yeah, Kat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting up my fence right now. Fence. <laughs> well, here's, here's now we're going to put in the show notes, an article that Kat wrote, and it's an amazing, amazing article. These are two quotes I pulled out of it that they're super succinct, which I suck at. Kat's good at being, I'm not very good at being succinct. I'm more of a storyteller and I kind of run it all out. Boundaries are not what others do or keep. It's what you do to maintain them. And then the other one is boundaries are self-love. They protect you. Boundaries are not selfish. And so, Dr. Kat, can you give us an example of a boundary? Maybe maybe in your personal life, but something powerful that you would describe as a boundary that someone else maybe like took as super offensive and then you had to stand in your power and realize no I'm just standing in my own power yeah you know what's coming to my mind right now is this I once had this roommate I'm using the from the article I had this roommate who would go into my room and and use my shoes all the time and I would have these conversations with her babe I don't want you to use my shoes I don't want you to go into my room and, and take my shoes this is what, you know, I'm, I need from you. And she would consistently do it again and again. I'd have the same conversation with her. I'd have it maybe three times. And then finally, I just, I needed to get, I got a lock for my door and to make sure that she couldn't go in there. And it made me realize like I could get pissed off and, and resentful at her and, and mad and everything. Cause here I am stating clearly, all of these actions that I'm taking, I'm being a broken record, right? And it's still consistently happening. But then it, it, it's still my responsibility. There are more things that I can do to ensure my boundaries. It's still not okay for her to keep crossing my boundaries. It, it just not. But if there is something more that I can do, I'm going to do it. I think the same thing happens with values and principles. You know, I will speak up for my boundaries of what I'm okay with and, and use my voice, my power of my voice to say those things. And people are still going to want what they want. They're still going to do what they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to ask and there's, that's okay that they, you know, fine, you want what you want. And it's up to me to be like, no. And it's not a responsibility what the other person receives or hears from it we don't have to rescue them from their misinterpretation of it as they see it right right because then that's where the piece of it's not personal this isn't a rejection me saying no there's some reason that i'm needing to be saying this whether it's that i energetically don't have the capabilities to do this or it's stretching me thin or it's against my values or you know all these things we we end up saying like in our head oh I don't want them to hurt their feelings or oh my god Diane you probably resonate with this one but if I have something then I need to give it to other people you know if I ha- if I am in abundance then I have to give to other people what do you mean yeah so sometimes we feel 
if somebody asks for something, whether it's time, whether it's material, and we're like, well, I do technically have an extra hour that I could go and do this with them and for them, but I don't really have the energy or I don't, it's not in my highest excitement or it's not like I, I've already spread myself thin. You know, being able to say, you know what? And this is where the self-love piece comes in. I want to be able to be there with you and for you, but I know if I go, I'm not going to be able to be fully present. And it's yes. not, it's not in my health and self-respect. Yes. It's got nothing to do with the other person. Of course, we can still love them, but we just can't show up in the way that we'd like to. Absolutely. And I think that there's some play in there too, because so many of us today live in this space of, well, if it, if I can't do it perfect, I'm not going to do it at all. <laughs> it's like, well, then how do you define perfect? You know, if I can't do it hundred percent, then I'm not gonna do it at all. So if we apply what you just said, well, I can't be hundred percent present. So therefore I'm not going to, well, then when are we ever hundred percent present? It's completely impossible. It is literally impossible to be hundred percent present. So we, you check in with yourself, you know, have I had a good, you know, for me, am I more of an introvert or am I more of an extrovert? Where do I get my needs met? Is it, is it plugging in and getting energy from people around me or does that drain me more? Or have I been around people? Like for me, I make decisions. I was at the Bulletproof conference working the sauna space booth all weekend was like, and then it just running around and talking to really cool people like Mark Sisson and just like, just rubbing elbows with some really awesome people who are making waves in the industry. And, and I thought, wow, this is a lot of really awesome information, but it, it's still like an intravenous coffee in your vein all weekend, but it's exciting. It's good stuff. It's euphoria. You know, it's you stress, not distress, but still at the end of the day, after two days of it, Saturday night, I was like, I just want to unwind and just be quiet. I didn't, I didn't want to listen to anything. I didn't want to read anything on my computer. I just wanted to lay there with my dog and pet my dog. And (laughs) yeah. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I don't feel like I need to go do, 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 do. And then I went to church the next day and, and and then we had lunch. Then, then there was more people that, Hey, Diana, I want to hang out with my hand. I was like, all right, I feel like I need to just, and I said, no, I said, "I, I need this space alone right now. And so I think it's every person's different. What do you need? Do you need more, you know, alone time or do you need more social time? And then what are you getting from that social time? Are you getting drain or are you getting gain? You know, who, what are you going out to be social for? Are you doing it to get likes, quote unquote, by people who, you know, see you? Do you just need to be seen or do you want to, you know, support and love others and, and experience the vibe of positive people around you? So there's a lot of questions to be asked there. And how do we want to present ourselves? How do we want to show up? I want to give you an example of a boundary for me too. And then I'd really love to get into some of the things in your article, Dr. Kat. So, and this is just a simple one. And it feels really good to stand up for myself. And I like to use this example. I went salsa dancing like a month ago. And you know, dancing is very social and it's also a communication device. And it's how am I communicating? How am I receiving communication? Am I dominating this or am I receiving, you know, the give and take. And so this guy sends a group text and it was one of the guys I was dancing with. And in the group text, he says, Hey, there's a lot of us going to uh, Oktoberfest. Would you like to join us? And I was like, I don't know who this is. Who is this? And this person over like a 10 person text says, it's so-and-so from your, your dance event. And, I, and he said, you were the spectacular white dress and I was manhandling you on the dance floor. What? Uh-huh. And someone in the group text said, bro, I'm going to call the police if you're manhandling women on the dance floor. 
And I was like, whoa, even his friend's calling him out. And I said, yeah, no one manhandles me, especially as claimed on a group text on which I know no one. So, like, the old me would have been like, oh, I don't want to stir the pot. You know, I just want to go, like, LOL and, like, just check myself out of the conversation like it never happened. And I was like, no, I need to put my foot down to this. This is not okay. This person's going to continue to, quote, unquote, manhandle people and then claim their dominion over other people, other women, until someone checks them. And I was like, dude, I'm checking you right now. Your friend's checking you. I'm checking you. These people will continue like your roommate, like this person. They Until we teach them how they are communicating themselves to others, they might not have someone who's reflecting back the truth of, of their deceit, the truth of where they don't even realize that they're feeling insignificant or you know establishing dominion in places where they're insecure or, or they don't feel important in their life. So that that was my that was just one example for me. It was a small one. There's plenty more, but that was one where I was just like, you know, it took me a little minute to think, and I was like, that no, this is not okay to manhandle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And boundaries don't have to be like aggressive either being assertive Mm -hmm. and firm and this is like you said letting them know exactly how they're showing up because sometimes people just don't or they're reinforced by their behavior and so they're going to continue to do it right they get people's attention by being crude or being you know whatever it is crossing boundaries being inappropriate and nobody like you said checks them or lets them know hey this is, do you actually see how you're showing up right now? And then it's like, yeah. hopefully we can create some insight. <laughs> and I think that what you just said is important. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, when you think about boundaries being like, as you said it in your article, Kat, boundaries are self-love. They protect you. If you think yeah. about yourself like a, like a small little child that needs protection and you think about you're loving yourself by, by expressing that this is not something that is in your best interest, it, it, it becomes a different the way that you convey it. It's a different expression. And people would probably receive it with more respect too because you're not like, yo, listen, asshole, what the hell are you thinking? You know, it doesn't right. feel like that. It's just like, right. hey, no, this this isn't, that's not really cool to talk to me like that. And then there was a woman who in one of my groups, you know, my um, Warrior for Life Facebook group uh, that started the Warrior Cleanse. And part of the Warrior Cleanse that I teach is that it's not just about sexy food. It's about self-love. That's the root of all of it. And that's the foundation that you have to have laid. And one woman had that perfect example. It was a coach on her team that was talking to one of her kids and she stood up for, for her son and was like, Hey, why are you talking to the kids like this? And she said it in front of all the moms and she was shaking and she posted in our group. She's like, this was so hard for me to do, but being in this tribe of women, who we're all learning together through this podcast that you're going to continue, Kat, you know, through the groups that I have, we, we, when we learn how to really stand up for ourselves with conviction and compassion and consciousness, then we can teach other women to do the same. So it's that ripple effect that we all need to stand for each other, not just for ourselves. It's a very contagious thing. So when she did that, Kat, she got her power back. And ever since then, she's been confident to show up in other places in her life. And now she's influencing other women to to step up for their life. So think about it. When you think about not saying something, think about other people who are just longing to have the same kind of voice that you are in that moment. 
Yeah, it actually reminds me of our episode with Amy Jo Goddard, who was talking about using our voice, the power yeah. of our voice. And I think with our voice, because we hear these things in our mind, but it's like, I don't know if I should say these things. But if you tune into your body and you tune into what's happening there, like the contractions that happen, the guttural, like, eh, something's not right, or like the 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 shaking that that woman experienced, you know, we I get flushed sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I should say something. You know, tune into those things because your body intelligence is like, that is self-love because that's telling you exactly the path you need to be walking on. Mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. There's, we are not taught we're not taught how to communicate this. And so hopefully in this episode, you have a few things that you can carry with you. Boundaries is self-care. Yeah. And if we don't speak up, we, whatever we don't express, we digest and it becomes our distress and that becomes our disease and our hidden hurts and our trauma wounds that then eat us up. So it's not about so much all the time, even on my end, like what, it's not about what you're eating. It's about what's eating you. Mm. And yeah. that's where cat comes in. So I pass the, pass the buck. And <laughs> <laughs> pass the unicorn horn. Yeah. 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 yeah catacorn. So, yeah. and, and I get people all the time. They ask me, you know, how do I develop that, the boundaries or how do I develop the embodiment to be able to use my voice and communicate? And, for me, I mean, that article helps, but, but I have a morning routine, and I know you do too, Diane, that yeah. helps us to be in our body, you know, helps us to be in that our senses to be able to tune into those subtle contractions and like queasy feelings. Yeah. And for me, my morning routine, I swear to God, like this has helped so much, but I, I do a practice of every morning I, I sit and I meditate, take some quiet time and I do breath, sound and movement in whatever sense. Sometimes it's just sitting there in quiet, but then I'll also like move into my hips and then I do some like deep breathing and let out some sounds and I'm just like, ah, Man. you know, ah. <laughs> because all of that helps to like move the stagnancy in my body and create expansion and just like help me to actually be in my body. And then like you had helped me for years, like eating healthier and um, eating cleaner so that I am a lot more sensitive to my body, you know, versus the upset stomachs that I would get all the time. And I would just be so focused on how much my stomach hurt and or that. I couldn't be in tune with what I was sen sensually picking up. What you just said is so important. You know why? Tell me. So I don't know if we talked about this in the show yet, but you know, have you ever heard of the vagus nerve? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. So for you party goers, um, it sounds like Las Vegas. It's the vagus, V-A-G-U-S. <laughs> uh, but the vagus nerve is basically what connects our gut to our brain. And it's, it's a part of the parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic is the rest, digest, chill out, and self-love system. <laughs> and so what, what happens is when we're not, like what Kat just said, is so important. Because when we wake up, the first thing we typically do is wake up to an alarm clock instead of an opportunity clock. 
and we're jumping out of bed and we're being for everyone else but ourselves. We're, we're thinking about all the things we gotta do for our kids, checking emails, getting to work, driving through traffic. And that is the opposite of the parasympathetic. Then we're in what's called the sympathetic, which is the fight or flight. And our body is not thinking about peace or love or breath or restoration or weight loss or sex for that matter. And so, yeah. And so the vagus nerve is activated by specifically deep belly breathing, deep belly breathing, even if it's just five in a row, you know, like deep breaths and that's all you have time for, deep eight seconds in, eight seconds out, things like that. Also the noises, singing, gargling, and just like noises that wakes up and activates and vibrates that nerve that connects. And that's what, so if you have stomach problems, digestion problems, then you also have problems in the brain. If you have brain problems, you have gut problems. It's all connected. Our body does not exist in a vacuum. All 11 systems are connected. And so if you have any kind of brain issues, get into your gut. If you've got gut issues, get in your brain. You've got to connect those two. And that's why self-love and how you start your day is really important. I myself start my day very similarly. So now especially, I've been waking up to a lot of prayer. I'm doing something at my church. I'm not a specific religion. I'm just kind of love is my religion. And so I love to explore all of them. So I'm doing what's called 40 days of prayer right now. So I wake up in the morning and I take some deep breaths and I read what they sent to us and I, and I send love and light and prayers to everyone in my family and my life. And I just have a conversation with what my intentions are for life and my day. And I'm very specific. It's not like, you know, we're taught in religion, like dear father and and it's just this like really rigid thing. And we're repeating stuff that we're taught. And it's like prayer or intention should not be a script. It should be our own dreams. It's like, why can't we have conversations with our highest self, our gods that are like how you and I are talking to each other on this show, Kat. Why can't they just be like, yo man, God, I'm having a tough day. All right. I need some help here. (laughs) And, and then you breathe through it and you move through it. And that's setting up your day. That's how you self love is that the very first step that you take is for you with your highest powers, with your God, with your God, whoever that is, it doesn't get into your inbox or your to-do box. That first step of your day is setting up your the rest of your day, the rest of your week, the rest of your life. Could it be that that easy? Yeah, it yeah. could. And the things that you're inputting, like the nutrition that you're taking in the morning, like are you eating breakfast? And are you, oh my God, I need to be so proud of me. I've been, Yay! I stopped drinking coffee for the past two weeks and I, it took me a little bit. <laughs> but now my energy is like, I mean, my energy was like that anyway, but with the coffee, I felt like the droopy, you know, mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. I'm like drinking. You mean midday? Yeah, but now yeah. I'm drinking elixirs with things like maca in it. And, and yeah, it's been amazing. I'm great. Yay. But it just like leaves me open and light and more sensual, 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 sensual. That keeps coming to my mind that I can pick up on these what I need to be able to set those boundaries. The needs thing. The, the, the understanding wants versus needs. So that is another that is another huge one for what Kat and I recommend for self-love is really asking yourself, what are my needs versus what are my wants? I mean, Kat, you just said coffee and I had a craving for it. You just said it. 
And I'm oh like, God, oh, me too. Sounds so good. <laughs> and we'll put in the notes. I have a, um, there's two things. I have an article on why coffee is our hormones enemy <laughs> for the most part, especially among women. And then also what you can do instead. It's, it's in there. It's called the metabolic mocha. That's how I, it's that's, so good. It's oh so my God. So good. So Tasty. Good. It's uh, got like all day energy and you can think better and sex better because it's got maca in it, which maca is mojo. Mm-hmm. So drinking it right has, now. Yeah, I just finished mine too. And it's got <laughs> it's got chocolate in there. And chocolate is like an aphrodisiac and it's got lots of magnesium, which is the number one mineral that we burn out when we stress out. And who doesn't love chocolate? You know, <laughs> so it's got all the things that you love in it and more, and you've got all the energy so that you can spare yourself sex, which is most commonly had between the hours of 8 and 10 p.m., what I just learned this weekend. But it just so also happens to be the state at which point our cortisol, our stress hormone, our energetic hormone is the lowest all day. So why don't we have sex in the morning for some self love? I do. it's my favorite time like the mornings i got zero stress from the rest of my day like nighttime i still got them my brain going that 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 you know Mm -hmm. from all the stuff in the day but in the morning it's clean slate oh yeah and you know a clean slate with a clean vibrator or sex toy like i wake up in the morning i'm like umi sounds good i'm already laying here it's kind of convenient and it's like that's when our cortisol is the highest so you lovers out there and you're wondering how to start your day in a sexy way start it with sex set your alarm for 15 set your opportunity clock not alarm clock for 15 minutes earlier before the kids run in and wake you up or who if you don't have kids guys we got to make this of a priority you got to build in your sensuality you got to build in your self-love into your schedule and that starts with sacrifice where can i cut out time in my schedule so i can start saying no boundaries to the things that are just kind of like eh. and i say like this is one of my statements now if it's not a fuck yes it's a no if someone's like hey diane do you want to and i'm like hmm well that sounds kind of cool i'm like no diane no Nope. That is not a fuck yes. That's not a fuck yes. <laughs> and I love the work of uh, Mark Manson. That's his article. Um, I really love that article. I love Mark Manson. It's a great book, too. So it's like, you guys, there's so many opportunities. There's so many things coming at us. And huh. it may huh. not even... <laughs> and it may, <laughs> it may not even be the word sacrifice, but it's reallocating your time. Love like, it, love it, love it, love it. You know, like, what? what's your priority? What do you want to shift things around? That's shift what it is. Thing. You don't have to give up anything and just, I like, like it. Oh, shift God. it around. Oh, that was yes. sexy as oh, fuck, that baby. statement. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I want you guys to hear something other than me and Kat having orgasms on a call. <laughs> and this is, we're going to get to this, the, the definition of sensuality and sexuality last because that Kat and I are just being very sensual with you and with each other and with ourselves. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame at all because we've practiced it. And it's a daily thing to practice sensuality. And that starts with your relationship with yourself and what... We want you to tune into is where where am I lacking in my life when it comes to self-love? And there's a few signs that we wanted to throw out there so that you guys can ask yourself because it's 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 a very popular topic now. Maybe you guys are not as in tune with it, but it's growing in our field, I should say, and 
um, it maybe hopefully will become a bigger priority for you guys because what we want to teach uh, more than anything so you're empowered so check in with yourself number one is do you feel stressed and overwhelmed so that is a sign that you've got real low totem pole self-care and self-worth and then you're going to attract low self-worth things into your life and then there's number two do you find yourself stuck or attracting unhealthy or unhappy relationships, partnerships, any ship, whatever ship that is, and those ships always tend to tend to sink, right? <laughs> and then we try to sometimes save it while it's sinking, and then we're like, no, nah, just let it go. Can you just let it go? Let it go. Let, let it go. go. I feel this like is like this karaoke is version. E play yeah. sucks. <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> karaoke self-love. Number three, we were just talking about this, is where do you have time for fun and for play? And then do you feel guilty? Oh, this is so me, Kat. Do you feel guilty when you're not working or doing something productive? I used to, and then I broke up with that. Oh, man, I'm still working on that one for sure. (laughs) Not doing it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not doing something. Well, can I just be something and just be myself and just sit here with this amazing sunset and these gorgeous dolphins? Yes, I can. Last Mm -hmm. night. Dude, play small, number four. Do you play small? Do you stay stuck in your job? Do you not live to your fullest potential? Do you doubt yourself? A lot of us play small because we don't want other people to feel bad about themselves when we're playing big. So that's weak self-expression. And then here's a few others. I'm just going to list them pretty quickly, and then we'll move into how to self-love. Number five, do you compare yourself, judge yourself, get critical of yourself? I used to do this. I still have a little bit of the infection in me, but it's been mostly, I think, I detox it with enemas. Yep. I love enemas. Oh, yeah. Enemas are great. We both do them, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coffee enemas are amazing. Up the butt. Um, yeah, up the button around the, wait no 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 that's something you would say when you're five <laughs> and then number six uh you can find some information on my website if you google diane kayser and pretty much most health topics you'll find it diane kayser coffee enemas and you can see me on youtube doing one and they're amazing uh number seven is settle into your work and relationships do you settle how much are you settling where are you settling we don't always settle in the same spots but where are you settling um that's typically less lack of self-esteem feeling like you're not worthy um, number eight, are you anxious? Do you let fear drive your choices? Do you obsess over things? Um, a lot of us do that because of what we think we're supposed to be thinking about. Stop watching the news. Number nine, make choices that you regret later or that you put in situations which you're giving too much or your boundaries aren't honored. Become a boundary badass. This is not an overnight mm-hmm. thing, but we're talking about it today. Number 10, I, God, Kat, I talk to so many women, so many people. Who, who are you? What are you doing here on this planet? What do you want with your life? What's your purpose? I am an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Which planet? Unidentified planet. Okay. <laughs> but like, what is your, what are you passionate about? What do you, if you died right now, what, what would you want people to say about you at your funeral? That's kind of a good start. Like what, what, what mark did you leave on this planet? Are you living that today? Are you waiting until one day when something happens and you can finally live this life? Hmm, probably spreading yourself too thin that you can't even act upon it. Number 11, do you feel unlovable or unworthy like you're a fraud? Um, they're going to figure me out. Guess what, guys? We're all fraud. Mm. Mm-hmm. The imposter oh. syndrome. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Everybody's going to realize that I'm making this shit up. <laughs> I graduated from MSU. Make shit up. 
We all did. <laughs> we were all taught, oh, just pretend like everything is great on the outside. Don't show people your weakness. Bullshit. This is yeah. where we get authentic and, and we connect with each other by showing each other who we truly are. This is where the love really is. And then the last one is putting pressure on yourself to do more or to do more things. You're not enough. Like, I am not enough. That's number 12. And the I am enough is probably the biggest, fastest growing statement mantra that is growing. I know in yoga and, and places where people are reminded I'm enough. So Dr. Cat, with all of these things, with all of these symptoms of where we are, can identify how much are we truly lacking in self-love? What's next? How do we start to self-love? How do we start? I think we've we've been touching base on that with the boundaries the and with like, you know, the morning ritual of sitting with yourself and the tuning inward, the embodiment, like tuning in with your body, tuning in with what you need, um, sitting and figuring out what that actually is. I love telling people, come back to your center. You know, stop trying to chase whether it's relationships or, you know, chase your dreams. Yeah, absolutely. But make sure that that's coming from your center. Yeah. And that's who you really are. And it's hard to feel centered when we haven't forgiven our hidden hurts from our past. And so, you know, we sometimes we're so addicted to the identity of our shame from our past and we won't let ourselves go and we, we won't release other people. You know, I've recently released two shame wounds that I've been carrying around you know when I used to drink a lot when I was a younger you know when I was a teenager and my brother who cared a lot about me and who couldn't control me and I couldn't control myself and I'd black out intentionally and I didn't want to know who I was I was playing small and I have been carrying that around for years and it's kept me small and then when I finally had the intention and I prayed and I said I need to get clear with my brother and forgive myself through him we I, I asked for God to bring him to my life he showed up three hours later. Not kidding, Cat. He lives in Sacramento. I live seven hours drive away, and he never comes down here. And he showed up. And I was like, what? Epic. Love Amazing. It. We had three full days together. And he, when he left, he's like, Diane, that was the best trip that you and I have ever had together. I needed this. This is the most relaxing I've felt since I've had my kids, you know, five years ago. And I'm like, we both needed this. Since then, it's freed my dad. He, my, my aunt's like, what did you do to your dad? His aura is glowing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the ease of forgiveness. <sighs> starting with ourself, starting with ourself. Yeah. And I think that's, it's important to say that the other person doesn't even have to be there for you to yes. forgive yourself. If they're what, passed away. Yeah. Yeah. So big, so big. And so that living intentionally within that space um, and then letting it go, realizing, hey, I forgave myself, move on. You don't have to keep living in that. I was living in that. So that's a big part of self-love too. I think we pretty much nailed it. So self-love is morning rituals, loving on yourself, forgiving yourself, living with your purpose, establishing boundaries, being a boundary badass. Well, we can end with the sensuality versus the sexuality concept this is huge because I see this being confused all the time in our society that sensuality and sexuality are not the same thing. I think of sensuality as the juice of our life. <sighs> like it is yeah. what brings taste, like deliciousness to our experiences. Like in your five senses or six or seven, I don't know how many senses you personally have, um, but it's, <laughs> it's being in those and, and like every seemingly mundane experience can actually be very delicious. Like my cleaning my house can be very yum. 
because I'm I'm in my senses. I'm moving my hips. I'm like uh, the the fragrances that I'm creating as I'm moving about the music. You know, whatever I'm creating. Sexuality is more of the primal essence of our behaviors. Mm. So it comes from more of that that primal source of um, wanting to whether it's control or connect or play or whatever that intention is behind your and behind your sexual experience whether it's yourself or somebody else now sensuality does not necessarily have sexuality in it and vice versa sexuality does not necessarily have sensuality in it but why would we want that why would we want a sexual experience without the juice? Yeah, that's primal. That's that's like lacking the oxytocin, the love hormone, the cuddle hormone, the connection hormone, because I think it starts with authenticity and it starts with being vulnerable with yourself and showing up really as you are instead of feeling like you need to put a mask on and, and show the world that you got all your shit together. <laughs> got my shit together. Yeah. yeah, that and it's like sex without our senses sounds really boring to me. Totally like it just sounds boring. like mechanical, hit it or quit it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to bang one why, out, girlfriend? Hey, why not <laughs> tune into all the pleasures brought in by our senses rather than pushing buttons to create a physiological response? <laughs> Put a quarter I, in it. <laughs> I am all for quickies. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but even those can be amplified by our presence and by our senses. This is just a thought. This is just a thought. Just a tip. Just a thought. <laughs> just. Yes. And you know, when, when I've, had it, I've, I've had this happen before in a relationship where that's what they wanted and I felt that my gut feeling was like yeah but that's all that they feel like they want I don't feel like they're being real or vulnerable they're not bringing their full self and I'm like but there's not really even a, a an opportunity for me to be like hey I want to validate like in your article it says validate the other person's feelings and and show them that you appreciate um their being vulnerable and open and authentic and if someone's not showing any of that, I feel like it's a dead end road and, and that's my boundary to, to just take off. I'm like, it, 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 it does happen over time and people are like, well, you got to let that stuff unfold. And I'm like, but you're not showing me an ounce of it. <laughs> so at some point we have to let go and that's, those are the best orgasms in the world. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I cried last week from an orgasm, like tears, oh, you know? Yes. Yeah. And people are like, People are like, oh my God, are you okay? Or, you know, <laughs> people are like, this girl cried last night on her orgasm. No, it actually is. And I tell people there's no shame in that. It actually mm -hmm. means that you've been able to let go fully. Crying and orgasming are both physiological releases of the body. Absolutely. So if you have been spending a lot of time like uh, in in multiple emotions, like complex emotions, you've been figuring things out and you all of a sudden let go, whether it's like relax into your cervix, like you let go of in, in the muscles of the pelvic floor, you and you, <laughs> and then you just fully release. It's like, ah, oh my God, all of it. <laughs> Yeah. It's no shame in that. Like, thank We've you for being vulnerable. So much. We've talked about so many releases today. I wanna, I wanna summarize. <laughs> I wanna summarize these releases. How can you? I don't. Know. 
<laughs> well, where that's a question. It's self-love is we need an outlet to release. We need to release stress. We need to release our, our shame. We need to release our passion. It's probably more like unleash our passion, but it's, it's still like sharing it in some way or letting it go or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's not being kept in that could cause disharmony in the body and imbalance us and disease us. So the ways that we release things is of course, sweating, sex, hello, exercise, yoga. Those are great ways. Movement. Of course, that's one of them. Movement, breath, Sex would be part of it too, releasing in different parts of our body. And then, of course, going to the bathroom is another one. We talked about enemas and getting toxins out. So these are all things that we're more exposed to toxins and toxic things and people more than ever that if we don't release, if we don't let go, these things stay inside of us. Forgiveness is another release. Forgiveness is an emotion. So mind, body, spirit. These are all amazing ways to self-love is to identify, be mindful. Where am I holding on to things? Where am I holding on to resentment? Where am I holding on to shame? Where am I holding on to fear? And go there and then ask where those were created. How old are you? Who's talking? And then start to self-love on that. Like you were a parent to the inner, inner child inside of you who has this and practice it during sex, practice it during lovemaking, practice it during sensuality with a friend. It doesn't have to be sex. How would you do that? Kat? Well, let's end on that. How sensuality, sensuality, like, yeah, with even like a woman to a woman, how would we practice that kind of release? I'm sensual with, with a lot of people, men and women alike, but it, it's, it's the playfulness. I, I have an energy and intention. I think it's all about this intention of, of playfulness. And it's, um, I'm not in people's faces. I check in with consent, you know, like, is this okay that I'm rubbing your back? There was a friend recently. She was really just struggling with with some of her some of our things and i just sat there and i just like caressed her shoulders and her arms and just like very lightly felt into her you know into her arms and i was there present with her tuning in with her again i think full presence is a big piece of it too and just feeling her just melt into my hands i'm fully present in my fingertips as i'm just just caressing her and I t- checked in with her, is this okay? And she's like, yes. And I noticed when she gave me that yes, that her shoulders just melted even more. So it's sensuality. You can be sensual with people that tune in and check in. Because some people just, you, you have an intention of playfulness too. You have an intention of just wanting to connect and they just aren't in a space to want to receive that. And that's okay. That's just their boundaries. But again, check in. You know what I like to check in when if somebody has some sort of an issue or tension and I can sense it, whether they've authorized the conversation or whether I could just feel that they're struggling and they're having a hard time with it, I'll offer. And, and I, I created an acronym a while ago. And it's like we have many options to help people when they need to be heard or seen or felt. And I say it's a sea of emotions, it's a sea of options. So S-E-A is the acronym and S stands for space. Like, do you need me to hold space for you? Do you need, do you need me just to listen? 
So do you want me to hold space while you talk this out and I'll just, just hang out here and be a, a presence for you? Or do you need empathy? Do you need someone to feel like, you know, oh, I understand. I've been there too. And so you don't feel alone. Or do you need advice? Do you just need straight up like mechanical advice or emotional advice? And oftentimes, you know, it, this is a, a prejudice, an extreme, but like men, mostly they think they're, they're kind of more left brain thinkers and they want to give more advice and women want to be more emotional. But very few of us are, are trained to just sit and hold space and, and let the person go through it themselves. That takes a lot more courage uh, just to listen. And so I think it's a great thing just instead of just throwing something at them, it's asking them what they need and what they desire in that moment. And it may change. So that's how we support each other is, is open communication and all the other things we talked about today and all the other shows we've talked about. All the things. And all again, things. this show isn't going anywhere. You'll have me and all the meows, all the purrs, <laughs> all the yums. And Diane's going to peek her little unicorn head in here from time to time and drop some badass nutrition knowledge on us and talk to us about our gut and all the things you can do for it. Yeah. So... Thank you so much, lovers. This has been an epic episode for me, and I hope it has been for you. Obviously, we're incredibly passionate about this. And you know what? This is something, too, that this is a muscle. And Kat's going to continue with the self-love and the sexuality. I've got nutrition, detoxification, hormones covered. So I have my own podcast coming up, too, in January. Stay tuned for that. We, we just want to dive deeper into our individual topics so that you guys can um, dive deeper into whatever is that you need. We're here for you. We're expansive for you. We're holding space for you. And we've got advice for you. And we love you. And guess what? You listen to this show because sex, sex matters. matters.